um, greetings. Uh, welcome to the latest installation of the House 94 podcast. Uh, COVID has made its way to Wakanda. So, um, you know, we usually have it light on the show, and I'm usually joking and jovial and all of that, but it's a dark time, you know what I'm saying? Because um, I'm sitting there looking at you COVID positive or COVID detected or whatever. Um, so today, you know, we like to try to keep it personal on show to the extent that we can. Anyway, I think I'll tell a little bit about the story I'm going through, and y'all can ask me any questions or anything you, you know, want to know, want to clarify it. I always want to know about COVID. Let's go. Y'all can see I ain't got no hat on. Hat on look right. You know what I'm saying? My luxurious mane ain't there. Man. First thing I tell you is um, COVID is a motherfucker. It's um, it's real. <clears throat> uh, my, my case ain't even been that bad, but uh, it's the mind fuck that goes along with it. So um, basically, I started having symptoms on uh, last Wednesday. Um, as you know, I didn't make the show last week. Crump came in, you know, did his thing, knocked it out of the park. Um, surprised they even let me get the seat today, but I wanted me to tell my story. Um, I um, had a, just a sore throat Thursday, had a sore throat and cough, developed a fever that evening. Fever kind of freaked me out, reached out to my doctor to get a test. She said, yes, I got the test Friday morning, still had the cough and the fever, no, no sore throat. Got past that, took a little Tylenol, knocked out the fever, and uh, Saturday morning I got up, no fever, no cough. I'm thinking I just had some complications from my flu shot and I'm good. I'm like, shit, whatever this was, I beat it. Wrong. About an hour later, got the results. Shit said I was hot. So, got my results. Um, and I was feeling good all day Sunday, Saturday. Uh, Sunday, started getting a little, you know, uh, sinus pressure, nasal congestion, all that. And, um, you know, I had a couple scares. I mean, you know, when a motherfucker say, uh, when, a, when somebody says shortness of breath or mild shortness of breath, um, that shit seem mild unless you unless it's your breath that's short. Um, that's some frightening shit when you can't get air in your lungs. Um, my wife ran out and got me one of those pulse oximeters so I can check my oxygen level. And um, you know, my oxygen was fine, so it reduced the anxiety. But but the thing about COVID, no matter how bad it is for you, especially in any amount of cases, it can be bad just the same. It's a fucking gorilla in the corner of that room fouling his fingernails, waiting to sit on my chest at any fucking point in time. That there is what you call a mind fuck. Because you get that tingle in your chest, you know, man, shit, this could be that shoe about to drop. So it just keeps you in a certain level of anxiety. So, you know, you just try to do your best. I mean, um, those, that's been most of what I had symptom-wise. I'm going back and forth with my chest pains and some congestion and shit like that. Kind of tired, not really tired, but, you know, that's how it's dealing with me. But what I've come to find out from other people I know that have gone through it or have it, it manifests itself differently in everybody. It's not always the same, and it's um, it's a bitch, man. So, hey, you know, wear your masks and uh, should stay away, from, stay away from people, man. It's worth being on lockdown. I'm quite happy to work from home and not be around people. Shit, I, man, I wouldn't want to ask anybody to go through this shit, and um, this is a motherfucker. So, y'all got any questions, man? Yeah, man, I got a question. Is what do you think? You have any idea where you could have picked it up? Yeah, uh, I got a friend of mine who um, is a very responsible person, a kind of person so responsible that I could, you know, not have a mask on around him because he manages his shit like I do, right? I've been real strict about it. My frat brothers, they tell you, it's a running thing where I always got a hand out, like, give me my six feet, you know what I'm saying? It's like a running joke we got. 
So I'm in the car with him, and then when I get with him, I'm like, oh, okay, my man good. You know, I took my mask down so we could, you know, we're talking in the car. He got exposed to it at work. So the thought is, based on the exposures that we've had and the people that we've seen in common, um, he gave it to me, and we went to this little event. It was a socially distant event, less than 50 people, you know, which is allowed in this area. We go to drop off some food, drop food off, and, uh, you know, talk to a couple people, and it's probably seven cases came out of that little bit of exposure mm. wow. in that short amount of time. And this is in, you know, and when I say mask wearing, you know, when you're at a, an event like that, you know, you obviously don't take your mask down if you're eating or drinking beer or whatever. So, but other than that, people were masked up. So that just, that should go to show you how, how easy it is to spread this virus, man. This shit is, it ain't no joke. I mean, it push on your ass. I mean, it, it, uh, I got so the group of people I told you got infected. Everybody's different, you know what I'm saying? Uh, one person can't get out of bed. Another one is feeling okay. I told you what I'm going through, and I lost my sense of sense of smell today. I'm in the shower washing my face. I couldn't smell the soap, and I'm like, "It's interesting." And mm-hmm. I typically bathe myself in cologne because that's what we're doing in Wakanda. You know what I'm saying? So um, I come out. Do as I normally do, drown myself in cologne. I can't smell my cologne, man. That's one of the highlights of my day. And that shit is gone for a certain amount of time. I can't smell myself. So, you know, that shit's still, you know, yeah. And, you know, and I can guarantee you, you can smell my ass if you come in here. I smell good as hell. <laughs> hey, Carl, first off, man, I want to, uh, to all of you all, as we said earlier, man, just tell you how much I love you. I love all y'all's brothers. And we've all been, hoping and praying for you that you have gotten through this and recover and we're there for you. Uh, my question to you is now having had it, what would you Wait, say? Whoa, to whoa, 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 hold well, on. I'll say, when I say had it, tested positive for... No, listen, I say having had it, I oh, got it. Okay. And then I told Correct. you to drill it right over there, so... <laughs> well, when I know, say next that... Next week, y'all saying call on a ventilator here, but I just said he was done with it. This, we ain't spiking on footballs yet, but I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, in the midst yeah. of it. I'm in the struggle. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. But with that said, where would you be on the vaccine right now? Is this something that you would tell some someone you would take the vaccine right away if it was ready? Or would you say, hey, let this thing kind of work through itself? Like, how would you advise somebody on this now? Nah, well, two things. One, um, we are in unprecedented times, right? Uh, in any normal situation, regardless if you have a Republican administration or a Democratic administration, there's a level of truth and trust that you don't have with the, with the government officials. That they're, you know, I, I don't believe George Bush wants to kill me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't believe, you know, even Ronald Reagan or, or any Republican that you detest or whatever, you know, they had the country's best interests at heart. Their, their mm. approach to getting there may be a little different, but at the end of the day, they love America. They, they love our citizens and all of that, right? We had a situation where this motherfucker, uh, cocksucking chief, man, he, he lies so much. And everything he does is, is, such, is a self-serving situation. You can't trust that he would actually put out a legit vaccine. Now, thank God the companies like Johnson Johnson are involved because the second thing I'm going to mention is they just had that, that phase three trial go fucked up on that vaccine. Somebody got an unexplained illness, uh, which we don't know the extent of, but that shit's been put on hold. They, they said they stopped all phase three trials so they can figure out what's going on with the vaccine. So the answer to the question is I would not trust a vaccine until we had an administration in place that restored our confidence in, in our scientists and our scientific uh, entities like CDC 
and the FDA, and we knew that they didn't have any kind of bullshit going on, like with a thing on the scale or you got to run this by me before you can present it to the public shit. If the science can stand on their own, I would trust the vaccine. If they can't, I'm like Kamala Harris. I ain't trusting that shit. Was that the vaccine, the trial one? Is that the same one where uh, people were experiencing some kind of paralysis or something? Shit, I hadn't heard that. I don't know. This was, a, this was a few weeks ago. I didn't know if it was the same one. They, this they the also shut down. This came out like yesterday or today. Okay. Yeah, it's different. It was today. It was. Yeah, it yeah, came out today. Out. I heard about that today. Yeah. yeah, I hadn't heard about the paralysis thing. Yeah, I haven't heard I about that one either. Yeah. Hey, but, uh, Carl, but Carl, yeah. I would. Uh, I, I want to say, man, glad to have you back this week. Uh, even though you you are uh, going through it, and uh, uh, and so. Decided to drink a beer for you. Uh, Appreciate that because I ain't had a beer since Tuesday. <laughs> I want to lick uh, the damn. I want to lick the fucking screen. <laughs> well, uh, overall, since you got it, um, I know you mentioned to us, but you know, I want you to share with our audience your mindset. How did it shift, or has it shift, as far as you uh, with your health? and how you will approach your health going further, I mean, going on with your life or, you know, in this whole pandemic, uh, the whole mental side. Well, I'll say it to you like this, like, um, you know how they talk about people have um, like a heart attack or something, right? And they had a heart attack and then they survive and they come back like, man, I'm gonna start, I'm gonna get my diet right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start doing the right things, and rah, yeah. rah, rah, right? Well, this shit, can give you that that sensation of that that feeling. Like if I if I start losing my that, that Sunday when I couldn't get get my breath, man, mm-hmm. nigga, that shit that shit put everything in crystal clear perspective, man, for real. Cause it's like, dude, like if this is the time they got to hold me away and like stick a tube down my throat, and that's gonna be I'm checking out this bitch in a week, mm-hmm. man, that'd be fucked up. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I, ain't, I haven't I haven't touched my daughter in a week, man. Yeah, and does my daughter since fucking Tuesday? You know what I'm saying? That shit is, and she's scared, crying, shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, I, I want to do nothing more than to just give my daughter a hug and kiss, man. That's some, but it, it, it puts other shit in perspective. So, like, you know, should I drink twenty fucking beers a day? You know what I'm saying? Why don't I work out at least an hour or two a day and, and eat right and all that kind of shit, man? Because all this shit is avoidable, man. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it, it helps you to focus on what you need to focus on to get your shit in order. You know what I'm saying? It's just, this is a, it's some scary straight type shit, man. Cause again, this shit is random as hell. And like I said I mean, before, you know. I mean, it was, but what you, how you mentioned when you mentioned to us earlier, you know, is you've been staying safe with the family, wiping down, masked up. And, you know, you do the, you go do the one time and you trust this friend of yours. Uh, that he's doing everything out, but he just happened to go to work, just caught it. But and then you get in the car with a, with him, and then you take off your mask. So, do you think it is do you know when we created this ru- routine of being quarantined for ourselves, keeping our circle small? Do you think what or what do you think about going outside of your circle? Oh, as far as the conditions, the current our current condition, 
what what should we do? What can we do? Honestly, man, I think uh, it goes back to what we were talking about in March. Uh Um, James trying to get in, cool. Let him in. It goes back to what we talked about in March, man. Like, this is a small price to pay, you know, the social distancing and shit like that. I mean, let me tell you something. My wife is hardcore about this shit, right? So once I thought I might be exposed and before I got my test, I started self-quarantining in the house. And she's so strict about the shit. Man, they went to the store, right? No, they went to go get their test. I FaceTimed her because I don't come out the room. She got a, a, a car table sitting outside the door for us to, like, for her to fill up my bowl and shit. You know what I'm saying? We to, like, get my empties back, right? Mm. So I call her on FaceTime. I see they in the car. I'm like, oh, what's up? I was about to ask for some water, but I can go on and get it myself. She's like, oh, fuck that. No, stay your ass in that room. I'll come fill up your bowl when I get back. And I'm like, but she's hardcore with it like that. That's, so that's the level of, of sacrifice I'm making in here. Mm-hmm. So what I'm trying to say is the shelter in place they ask them motherfuckers to do with your family, man, that ain't shit. Just stay out at the home for about three months, man. This shit will be over with. Hey, so that's that's an interesting uh, piece, Carl, because here's another question, man, especially since we talk about things politically. What would you advise either the Democratic or the Republican Party in leadership on how to handle this going forward now? Like, what would, what would you look to implement as a plan for people to adhere to and then get to, like, the remedy or vaccine or what have you? The number one thing they need to do is they need to enforce the uh, Defense Production Act, and they need to get testing capacity out here, rapid, accurate testing capacity. So think about that event I told you about, right? So me and old, I get in the car with my man. We ride down there. We get to the spot, right? Let's say that we got to take a test to go in this place. You know what I'm saying? Like a quick nose swab, boom. They could have said, oh, y'all motherfuckers hot. No. <laughs> they would have saved yeah. them other five people from having the shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And my wife may not have gotten it because I'd have known right then that I had it right there. And I could say, hey, babe, I'm about to go check into a hotel. I just found out I got COVID-19. Yeah. So we could have saved all them cases if we had <laughs> testing in place. You see what I'm saying? So I think testing is the number one thing they need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think culturally we're at a place where we can ever in, in, enforce uh, mask wearing universally because half the country believes that shit is weak and bullshit. And, you know, it is what it is. Uh, so I don't think we're going to get that. I think all I can do is testing. What's up? Wait, you, did you say... And, and I, I, I'm sorry because it kind of muffled up. Did you say that we produce something like, like a, a, a rapid testing at our house that no, no, everybody so, can, yeah. have, they can sell over the counter? Yes, they can do all of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Sell they it over the counter, it. and you can just have yeah. it like like a thermostat in your house. I mean, they, they can do all of it, they, like a like a temperature check. Yeah. they can do all that shit, man. They, they just never did invoke the Defense Production Act to make these companies create the capacity to do it. The government can make private in, private enterprise you can build whatever they need built call mm-hmm. oh, man uh I'm, yeah first of all man I'm, I'm i'm glad to see man that uh you, you first on the podcast we like i said we definitely miss you man love you brother um love and uh, so my thing call like you know as, as men we're always trying to be tough and I, I can push through could you speak to man the effect you, you think this had you know the effect that, that has had on your family 
You know what I'm saying? Because men, we like, we could push through. How does it affect the first lady? I mean, how does it affect your daughter? How does it affect your sister? You know what I mean? Just the people kind of running. What, 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 how do you think that those, this COVID-19 has affected sister, everybody? Well, I start my sister because she, you know, my sister is definitely hurt by the shit because she heard the, when she got the news uh, from my daughter that I thought I might have it, I had to get tested. She got, she was upset. Had to FaceTime her so she could see me and not just get the text from me. She wanted to see me, so I got to FaceTime her every day. My wife is a soldier, and she's always going to be in, in, uh, in, we call it um, mama bear mode, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, Mama grizzly mode. Yeah, that's she, she is the soldier going to hold the house down, take care of our daughter, and all that kind of shit, do all the shit that's got to be done. She got food for me. Like I said, she come and fill up my bowl when I'm out of water, water, whatever. She does all that kind of stuff. So um, she, she's, you know, she's she still with her emotions and shit. My daughter is devastated because I'm her hero, man. I'm her... Um, I'm the strongest man she knows. And for dad to be in the bed like that, or for dad to like can't come past his door and just got a wave at her, can't hug her, can't pick her up, none of that shit. Man, that shit is that shit is devastating, man. And there's there's nothing I could do outside of my house that's worth me not being able to put my hands on my daughter and hug my daughter and just embrace her and love on her, man. That's the most devastating shit. Anyway, man, that's my shit, man. Like I said, um, you know, hopefully next week I'll be uh, still around. Um, nah, you will. The, the gorilla is uh, is always in the fucking corner, so you never know when that one gonna come out. Um, so I'm not trying to say I beat the shit by any means, or even if this is a mild case, because it's not. And like I said, the mind the mind fuck is real. And like when you talk to your doctor, it's almost like a lady talking to a police officer about a stalker, right? So you know, you talk to the doctor, and ain't nothing happen. They can't give you nothing. There's no medicine for the shit. So the lady tells the police officer, "Hey, it's a stalker outside my house." Has he done anything to you, ma'am? No. Well, nothing I can do. They should get to work. The stalker's outside my work window. Yeah, has he done anything to you, ma'am? No. Well, nothing they can do. Ain't shit the doctors can do to the COVID does something to you. And at that point, they can take action. But it's a frustrating feeling, um, you know, to, to be in a situation where you're out of control and there's nothing you can do. But the last mm-hmm. point I said on this shit is, man, it's for real. It's fucking serious. Practice social distancing, man. Wear your mask and don't take chances. Don't get relaxed. Don't uh don't let don't let the news get you comfortable because I felt comfortable because Chicago was reducing cases. So I'm thinking, ah, you know, this shit ain't around no more. We got bars open and shit, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Nah, don't let your guard down because the shit is fucking real and raging. So good shit. <clears throat> that being said, let me turn it over to Crump because I'm losing my energy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you could uh take us through the rest of it, man. Oh, right. Oh, man. Well, dog, we wish you a recovery. You're going to make it over, man. Dog team, you're going to get stronger, stronger as the day goes. But um, I guess on the next lip, if, uh, I guess let's, let's, let's lighten it up a little bit. <clears throat> lighten it up a little bit. Um, shoot, I guess we got to talk about the Supreme Court nominee, though, first, though, huh? thought you was going to uh, make it light, man. Uh, yeah, I thought so. I, I, was, I was thinking, let, let, let's get that over with. Let's get that out the way. Exactly. Let's just get out that out the way, then we can make it light. But uh, So we've got the uh, nominee, Amy, Amy Barrett, who is, um, looks like, obviously, she's going to get confirmed. Um, I didn't even watch the confirmation hearings because I already know what it is. I mean, it's just a, you know, let's just go through the motions. She's going to get confirmed. She has the votes or what have you. Um, and the Democrats are sitting there, like we said before, just asking the same old dumbass questions over and over again. And she's actually handling it, you know, knocking stuff out the park from what I hear. Um, 
you know, and she seems really mature for, you know, well, I mean, she ought to be, she's 48, but how y'all feel about this? Uh, we need to move on, but how do y'all feel about this? I'll go with you, uh, Chuck D. Um, you know, she, I, I watched some of it. I didn't watch all of it. You know, I just got my little bit of it. Um, she did, a, she did, she did do a good job. She responded very well, uh, but her body language is like, you know, the old heads need to quit asking me these questions because they are just being repetitive. They're asking the same question in a different way. Over and over and over. Over and over again. And she's just standing, she's standing on her ground. She's answering them directly. And uh, I mean, she knows the law. She does know the law. And I will give her that. And that's why she's about to be a Supreme Court judge. And uh, hats off. Well, I, don't, I don't put the hats off just yet. I mean, I think she's, uh, I personally think there should be some type of minimum age or a maximum minimum age requirement that should be above 48, in my opinion. Maybe just because I hadn't done shit at 48, I'm just practicing law. <laughs> so I feel some kind of way that I'm the same age and she's a Supreme Court justice and I'm just that, you know, that, that lawyer. That means you're a loser, brother. Yeah, I'm a loser. <laughs> I was like, what have I done with my law school career, with my lawyer career? I haven't done anything. You know what? I was looking at some of those old senators that were asking her questions. I mean, some of them, like, for example. Some of them motherfuckers say slaves, man. Them niggas say old, man. Old yeah, they shit. old. They look like they was about to fall, pass out. They, like, <laughs> making all these sounds and shit and moving all slow. And especially from Virginia, uh, Linky, uh, Senator Linky or Link, Ling, whatever. He's yeah. from Virginia. Oh, Leahy. Leahy, yeah. So oh, Leahy. Leahy. Mm-hmm. He looked like he was about to just, like, he would. Covert and something else. Oh, I mean, but my point is, you know, we got to start moving into get that fresh, uh, intelligent, little sane mind because you get get a little senile. Well, I, I mean, I get it. So you just think there should be term limits on, on the. Um, I think that now. I no, think, I, I think you know, people. <laughs> who, who uh, think the same way. I, I kind of think that way, too. I mean, you get somebody and they've been a congressman for 40 years. I think there's a problem. And that's part of the problem why we are where we are today. But, yeah, I'm still I'm still in my feelings, man. Fuck all that bullshit, man. But I will say this. Um, she is... Um, I have this feeling, for some reason, uh, there have been a lot of Supreme Court justices who, although they have been confirmed by a majority Republican Senate, uh, majority conservative Senate have, have changed their outlook. There was, I mean, over the course Roberts, of years, no even, yeah. Uh, well, no, Roberts is just, a, is, is recent, but I'm talking about over oh, the back history in the day, yeah. of the United okay. States. I mean, even Warren Commission, uh, even, you know, you fast forward, you can look at uh, Kennedy, uh, Justice Kennedy, all those folks that were actually uh, I mean, I'm not certain if Kennedy was appointed by a Democrat or not, but I know that he kind of switched fields. I have that same, um, for, for some reason, I don't feel that bad about this woman. Like, I don't feel like, I feel like it could have been worse. You know what I'm saying? 
And maybe because she has the, you know, two little, uh, you know, African children mm-hmm. in there. But I think on cer- certain issues that she's going to have to be able to, just because she has um, Af- uh, children of African descent in her family that she's going to have to kind of really think about as far as the civil rights aspect. Now, as far as the abortion aspect, it's a done deal. I don't think, uh, you know, Roe v. Wade probably will be overturned. Um, so, but anyway. I, I, don't, I don't know about that. I mean, I, Me either. there are a lot of I people. Don't think so? There are a lot of people that have black children, black friends, but they still mm-hmm. have their own ideology when it comes to the masses. I agree with right? that. And I think yeah. that you, you just can't say that someone, just because they have a black person close to them, no, that no, they I'm not, and struggle. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm not Jay, saying that. See, I just, see where, I'm not, um, but let me, hold on, let me clarify this, though. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I just have this feeling. I'm not saying that that's going to happen at all. But, you know, I just don't feel as bad. Cross, <laughs> you optimistic? <laughs> no, I just, I just I can't feel, you still I just feel optimistic, optimistic after all of this. Yeah, <laughs> I love the man. I'm hope, and maybe it's the last bit of hope because you know Trump is really you know pretty much squared up this whole federal judiciary. But I I just don't I just think it could be a lot worse. I don't know. But I, you're right. I don't think I don't think that means anything. A couple things I tell you on that point because I watched the whole Super Day because I obviously ain't got nothing else to do. So uh, she's very poised and polished. She was knocking them questions down like a champ. Um, the Democrats just don't know how to do it, man. Like, they know what this lady's about. You're not going to get her flustered. And they got to come off looking a certain way. But she, to me, is like a straight-up demon just wrapped up in a white, like a like a snow-white dress, man. She is like, she is hardcore conservative. Um, and if you notice something, when she introduced her children, she talked about how intelligent her, her natural-born kids were, but how, like, funny and athletic uh, i forget the term she used it was like it wasn't like it wasn't uh it wasn't intellect she used with the haitians so about how like they're you know uh they like to play and they're strong and funny and shit like that but she didn't talk about their intellect she mm-hmm. fully would believe that her white children probably have you know is should have more privilege than those haitian kids who they were basically charity cases they went and got from the orphanage over there you know what i'm saying I can see how she could restrict voting rights for blacks because she probably looks at those children as inferior. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I can't speak for the lady, but I can imagine they got these little tokens out of Haiti. You know what I'm saying? The, the color color their their family table, but them kids, we don't tell her how she really feel about black people. I and wonder. She, I wonder if she even have any black friends. <laughs> she probably doesn't. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And you know, That's why she got adopted the kids. Well, there was a black you know, woman a, with her at the White House. What last week when they showed some kind of the nanny, auto she, op, the maid, the nanny, the nanny? yeah, I don't know who she was, <laughs> but but here's the thing. I mean, we know that she presents good optics for their party, and oh, yeah. and she's presenting those optics obviously with the black kids who really, you know, we know you got to further break that down. But white society on a whole just see two black kids that she adopted. You know what I mean? They don't see non-African American, right? They don't see that they're from Haitia, right? You know, so again, optically, she presents that for them. I think what's more interesting about her, though, is with those optics, it looks like she's liberal. Whether she proves to be liberal or not, because I, I, I agree with you, uh, Carl, when you say, when you speak to her conservative side, but again, she's presenting liberal optics. 
here's the thing though again the republicans are resolute about this abortion thing man and i think regardless of how she pans out down the road they have selected someone that they know is going to carry out overturning the whole Roe versus Wade abortion issue. And that's her primary focus. If she does that for them, she'd have done all that they needed her to do, you know, regardless, again, Get your ass on of what she does down the road. Roe v. Wade is gone, bro. Put the, exactly. Put a fork in that. It's a wrap. Yeah. yeah. I got a question on that, though. Like, Roe, I mean, that's been on the books, but since the 1970s, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you think about this, man, I mean, that, that that's a huge step of telling a woman what she can do with her body, right? Did you see how easily the Republicans are talking about that today? Yeah, I mean, I mean, so I'm thinking... They don't that give I, a shit about that? So let's think about it, though. The, the woman to the, to the conservatives, a woman is a subject, right? A woman is a yeah. subject of their control. Who exactly. Shouldn't, who shouldn't, just like we subject to that control, why do we want to vote? Why do we want to have a say? Why do we want to have equal rights? Why do we want to have equal pay? You take what we give your ass and thanks. That's how they look at us and women. Yeah, but you have to. I'm just thinking about you. But you got to go beyond that because, you know, this woman is a devout Catholic, right? True. So the devout, you know, so they knew in if you're a devout Catholic, you believe in what? You don't believe in premarital sex. You don't believe in abortion. So if you're devout, you don't believe in birth control. You don't believe yeah, in birth control. Birth control. All yeah, of yeah. that. Right. And Shit, so, I saw some they don't believe in IVF. They don't believe in the uh, in vitro fertilization either. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's so it's a religious item. And this was all for the evangelical, right? You know, so I don't only necessarily two. agree that it's all like, you know, subject. Well, I guess if you take it real deep, because religious is religion is very uh, misogynistic at the end of the day, regardless of what religion you're in. Um, that's true you know what i'm saying but um you know i don't know it it we'll see what happens man yeah, it's, it's, man. it's definitely one, man. definitely is a big hit that's a big aggressive what I, did I, uh did, did anyone hear what notre notre dame said about her i know that they put out something they got 90 uh 90 of her colleagues asked her to re- withdraw her nomination yeah we'll drop the nomination that, is that on what? principle of the fact that this, the Republicans everybody knows this shit ain't right yeah, yeah, okay, okay. But not just not on her faith or belief or how no, she's gonna she's extremely qualified. She got it, got is it. uh I mean she's perfect. I mean she was mm-hmm. she was impressive today. She's very impressive. Mm-hmm. It, it, as long as you um, if you want another Scalia that's forty eight, yeah, she's gonna be on the bench for forty years. Right. Then you got it. Yeah. She's she checks, she's more she conservative than, than Scalia. She she puts the X through the box. She's not just checking it, but she's checking yeah. it and drawing a line through that mm-hmm. that shit. Yeah. But I mean, right. you know, yeah, you know what's funny, Carl. Here's what's funny about you saying she's perfect. And again, this gets back to what I was talking about how resolute the Democrat, I mean, the Republicans and the evangelicals are. They picked a person who, yeah, really kind of across the board was that person, you know what I mean? Like, even okay. if you try to dig up something on her, what were you going to really find about her? Because she checks the box, like you said, even she hasn't again, what's that? She hasn't been around that long, she's only 48. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, again, it's a it's an optics thing. Uh, but, you know, here's the thing, again, that party has been methodically planning this for decades now. I mean, like you say, this goes back to the 70s, this whole abortion and Roe versus Wade thing, you know what I'm saying, in terms of them having a position against it. So they've been methodically planning, putting people in place. 
identifying the right people along the lines and now they got a person that is there and she's going to make it they're going to confirm her and like i said she's going to carry out what what they wanted to execute did no well, pun intended you, if you asked you said you are <laughs> listening to the uh hearings did anybody ask her about uh, <clears throat> whether or not she would uphold you know precedent hell yeah no, I'm just talking yeah, about that. Not necessarily yeah, Roe v. No, Wade. They asked her, no, no, they asked her about that. They talked about precedent and super precedent, and they couldn't really nail her down. She was masterful with them today. Because it got to the point where it was like, bro, just relax. You're not going to get her. So just chill. Mm -hmm. just, just give it up. You died on this hill. Mm -hmm. um, wow. They did ask about it. She didn't. She was really noncommittal about it. Um, <clears throat> she said, um, basically, she said she either couldn't speak about it or kind of gave like a, of course, precedent is going to stand. Sure. Mm. Without saying that, but it just, she kind of implied that she would respect precedent without saying it, mm -hmm. which means that she doesn't have to. She ain't gotta, it doesn't matter what she says. She can do whatever she wants to do. She gets on the bench. Yeah. But, you know, you know like I said, for them, yeah. this she comes down to two things, abortion, evangelical votes and out fucking Mexicans. You know what I'm saying? They want to prevent that white girl in the trailer park from killing that little baby. Because they, they're, they're losing their numbers, man. They're trying to hold on to their numbers. Yeah. I mean, and, and only and Amy Coney, Coney Barrett is going to facilitate their vote to get rid of it. I'm telling right. you. Traditionally, minorities don't even abort their children. You know what I'm saying? This is all about, you know, preserving, <coughs> yeah. you know, the, the, the white race so to speak because they are you know they are hold on man this bastard i don't know just took i don't know about mask that. off hold on dog yeah. i'm watching it this cocksucker just took his mask off and tossed it into the crowd came hold on man yeah, yeah. who did this trump i gotta make sure i saw that right oh, hey, my God. hey hey call b threw his g-string in the crowd is that what you're saying hold on bro hold <laughs> up hold up could have had to be fake man hold on man let me see what this shit is i'm trying trump didn't do that man I glanced up and I'm like, "This can't be what this motherfucker just did." But y'all know it now. quick question. Someone said I was reading some article. They were saying that you know, back in like in the 70s and 80s when they had like this huge crime wave, um, they were saying that a lot of what prevented that crime wave from you know taking a, a, a upward traje trajectory was was abortions. Yep, that's and the economic that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. In, in, in societies that have, uh, that's right. Yeah, it's freakonomics. So in societies where they have abortion rights right. legal, mm -hmm. uh, they see a, a, a drop in crime rates twenty years later. Yeah, that's that's what the guy pegged it on, right? Because unwanted about that? children, right? Unwanted children are more likely to be neglected, mm -hmm. uh, more poorly educated, and more likely to be involved in crime and criminal activity. Right. Oh, I see. Right. Okay. But, but yeah. hold on a second. But who were the people having the abortions? Because you said most people that you know in 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 the quote unquote lower income they are they were to have who what yeah, what what classes having an abortion? Well, that's why I think it was it, it was it was cutting across minority groups as well. I think as part yeah, of that yeah, observation. Yeah. Next topic, man. Yeah. Uh, you good, Carby? You want me to continue? No, no, go ahead, man. Sure. Oh, okay. So we're gonna move on to the next topic. Keep it low. No, I was asking your permission to ask to move that to the table at the end. Thank you. All right, thank you. <laughs> thank, you uh, thank you, dog team. Look here. The goddamn Lakers, man. Yeah, yeah. Ends up LeBron ends up pulling it out, man. Four to two. 
And that last game, man, I turned it off after the first quarter, man. They should, you know, they was up by like 30 points or something, man. I was like, man, what the hell? What is going on here? I think they just just ran out of gas, though, you know. I watched the game, what was it? That was game six, right? Yeah. I watched game five where Jimmy Butler kind of pulled it out. It went nuts. No, I forgot that shit came on. I was watching football. Oh Lord! A meaningless Jimmy thing. Butler, I have more respect for Jimmy Butler than I ever had. I mean, that dude is a beast, you know. And the crazy part, dog, he played for Chicago. We threw his ass out. Played for Philly, I believe. Like everybody got rid of that dude, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And now he got to Miami. And it's like, wait a minute, he took this team by himself <laughs> to the to the finals, yeah. and he well, got garbage on his team. This is this is the first team where he had to be a scorer. When he was at Chicago, he didn't have to be a scorer for y'all. But you know what? It shows that he he damn had the mentality. You know what? All right, it's on me. Let me go handle this. I mean, yeah, he I ran out of gas. Took it over. He yeah, did. He ran they, out of gas, man. They ran out of gas, man. Yeah. You like, know, they, they had a ridiculous amount of time. Yeah, he's averaging forty plus minutes a game. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I think I think in one game he played forty-seven four minutes. Like forty-seven minutes. minutes. That was game five. One minute. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, one minute, and then so he was tweaked. Um, going to the next game. And then uh, I think the length of the Lakers also got to him. Um, they couldn't rebound over the Lakers. And when LeBron wants to go to the hole, man, shit, nobody can do yeah, You can't stop him. <laughs> you can't stop him, man. And then, the, and then a couple of other players start hitting their shots. Yeah. And, and that dude. The same, same, and we... same thing. Game five. <coughs> Miami had um, those those guys hitting their, their shots, and they went cold. In Game Six, they started hitting a little bit in the late third quarter, and in the fourth quarter, when the Lakers kind of took the, the foot off the pedal, it was out of reach. They just got they just got overpowered. Yeah, they got overpowered, man. It is what it is. Well, here's the thing: Jimmy Buckets definitely proved he was a player. I mean, he oh, yeah. he showed he could put a team on his back. The on, the only unfortunate thing about him, though, is what we just said a few minutes ago, which is. He's actually been on some other teams where he didn't have to be the man. They wanted him to be the leader. You know, you look at the Philadelphia team. He had Simmons and um, what's the other guy? You know who I'm talking about. And then there's Towns in Minnesota. I don't know if he had so much a team in in Chicago, but my point is when he had a team around him, they didn't think him to be the dominant guy. What's that? He got pissed off at his team in Minnesota. Exactly. But but he had that kid from – What's the kid? Wasn't it Towns in Minnesota? Yeah, Towns. I mean, yes. think about yeah, he said Towns being Towns, Towns, Towns been the soft. one-two punch. You know yeah. what I mean? He said they was too soft, didn't play like they soft. wanted it. Yeah, um, he had a, he he had a good squad. But that's where leadership. But that's where leadership comes into play, and that's actually where you know, for those who want to hate or love Michael, right? That's where Michael comes in. Part of his 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 aura, right? What everyone loves about MJ. You got to toughen your team up. I mean, come on. Jimmy Butler is a tough guy, and you gotta and you gotta demand that toughness out of your group. Same thing with Isaiah and the Bad Boys. I mean, you can look at teams that had that tough, you know, energy with them. Yeah, he had to bring the same thing out of him. He yeah, didn't bring I it out of Miami. His limits, his limits, his limits that, is ridiculously young. Yeah, yeah. So had the youngest guy ever starting in the playoffs. Um, Bam is what in his second year, third year, yeah, yeah. third year at the most. Yeah, heroes um, twenty, and and then it was just it was just he had I, young people in Philadelphia. 
but I mean, this but, 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 like, younger. Is you, you comparing, you, you bringing up Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan had a bunch of vets on his team. Rodman came mm -hmm. over and had already won. Not at first. I forgot that Lou is a hater. Y'all knew this. <laughs> nah, not at first. MJ, MJ had to make Jordan all those jokers tougher in the beginning before they started winning. He had to make Scotty tougher. He had to make Horace tougher. He had to make John Paxson tougher. Come on. Think about, I mean, and everyone saw and those how the aggression with the Bulls led, you know, happen before they started winning championships. That's part of the leadership. Horse. And that's what I'm saying is demanded for Jimmy Butler going forward. He got to prove to be a leader of the team and make the team tougher and, and, and play with the sheer will that he played with. Once he does that, Miami probably be most but, nah, Miami is going to crazy. If that's over time, what we're talking about in a short time frame, Jimmy Butler, I think he did an exceptional job. That little he short, did. he took a team, he took a team, went there with his experience and his leadership skills, took a, a young team like that that hasn't been uh, in the, that's never touched the floor of the playoffs, that experience, and he took them that far to the finals. The number five seed, right? Yeah. yeah, and they were a number five seed. And so you can't hear that brother. That, that's, a, that's almost unheard of. I didn't, I didn't say anything bad about Jimmy other than all right, he just needs to be an effective right, leader. All right, all right, all right, all right. That's all I'm saying. We're going to move this topic on to. Hey, hey, you forgot, you know, give LeBron his damn respect. Okay? That's right. Yeah, no that's doubt. He deserves it. That's what I'm saying. Oh. Like, y'all talking about Jimmy Buckets. What about LeBron James? LeBron the James. fourth championship. How old is he? Okay. he you know what I'm saying? He took 80 him with him and won the championship at the Lakers. LeBron, LeBron James. <laughs> so, uh, glad to be back, man. Love you, brothers, man. It's good to, to be back, you know, in much living. I'm going to have my, uh, my hair back right next time I have my beard luxurious you know what I'm saying provided that gorilla stay in the corner don't sit on my chest um <laughs> hey this is a wrap so thanks for viewing we'll be back next week god willing and uh the house94.com the house94 podcast IG Twitter YouTube all of that like subscribe send me your well wishes and give me your prayers man I need it I'm trying to get through this shit man so um appreciate y'all love you and uh yeah till next week bet bet Peace. <clears throat>